Hey guys, welcome to the Magnum Broadcast, episode number 454. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 25th, 2021. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're bringing you one of our team-building exercises. It's been a long time since we've done one of these, uh, but in celebration of James Gunn, The Suicide Squad, coming out, we're going to be putting together our own Suicide Squad teams. Yeah. Yeah. And the twist, uh, the other members of the podcast will decide which member of your teams die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so two of your, it's, two of your, it's fun. your members are going to die. Something fun to do. Uh, you know what else is fun to do? Is it drink? It yeah. is, because that's, that's one of the other things we do every week. We talk about beer, and I really want to know, since Paul had blood drawn today, <laughs> is he drinking a beer? Because he was eating ice cream. Yeah, well, I did want to give myself a little treat, and you know, get my sugars back up after giving the blood. Uh, I'm uh, drinking from Barrel Brothers, their non-alcoholic Barrel aged sour. This is their Morello. Um, mm. This is 12, point, 12 ounces and 0.05% alcohol by volume. And uh, this is after aging our sour base beer for over three years, we crafted, carefully selected only four barrels for this NA and added a pound per gallon Morello cherries before gently de Deacing it with vacuum distillation, a process that removes alcohol while maintaining the beer's original depth, complexity, and balanced sour structure. I read that from the can. There's a word on there that I don't understand. Deacing. Deacing? I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. No, this is, tastes like a, a really nice sour. It's If I poured this into a glass, I'd probably it'd probably look like fruit juice. It's got a nice tart, you know, a tartness, not an overly sweet um, cherry flavor. It's good. It's. I would put this up with a lambic. I didn't get that many sips in before he got it thrown to me. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. No, it's. Um, it looks like you had had it open for a while, though. No, I I've... had cracked it before we right before we started recording, just so we wouldn't get that sound on there. But um, no, it's it's pretty nice and. If I think of something more, I'll probably talk about it later. <laughs> Again. Because you guys will probably be on your second beer before this one. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, so next week is my mom's birthday. And usually for her birthday, I'll send her a Florida care package just with some Florida-based beers. Uh, so when I went to my beer store today, I picked up four beers from Sun Lab Brewing out of Miami, Florida. Uh, they are a microbrewery, and it seems like they just kind of do the research and development and like test batches at Sunlab because this uh, brew, which is Re- sorry, Relaxer, a hazy India pale ale with mosaic, summit, chinook, and blood orange, was actually brewed and canned by Westbrook Brewing Company out of South Carolina. Uh, so I'm going to be interested to see where everything else comes from, like if they just kind of like brew stuff there and then they reach out to contract contract brewers to brew all their stuff for them. Um, but yeah, Relaxer, 
it definitely tastes like a nice hazy IPA. Uh, 7% ABV. I'm going to be sending one of these to my mom. I kind of wish I had picked up a four pack of this. This would just be a, a great fridge filler, like just an all around nice drinkable hazy IPA. Mm. Got a nice little sweetness on the nose there. It's not overwhelmingly blood orange. I think it's just kind of giving that kind of like zest, that kind of like pithiness to it. But I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah, not not bad. Jono? Uh, so I'm having something that uh, people up in the Buffalo area have gone crazy twice for. This is beer has been released twice this summer, and this is Bush Light Apple. This is a apple flavored Bush Light. Uh, people have gone crazy for this last year and this year. I kind of passed on it a couple times. Somebody I work with was like, "Who's?" She bought four the first time and two 12-packs the second time. Uh, said, uh, you should try it. So she gave me a can. It is really good. It is like that Jolly Rancher apple mixed <laughs> with like... Mixed like with a I, I do like that flavor. It's, it, it's pretty good. Um, like, I've never had a Red's Apple Ale, so I don't know where it stands against... They're... They're not bad. Like, if you got $2 and you're driving past the gas station, there's no reason not to grab one. Like, they're not great, but, like, yeah. Um, but this is, like, it's pretty nice. It's a nice, crisp apple. It's a fun drink. I think if I bought a 12-pack for ten forty nine, I think it was, for a 12-pack, I wouldn't. I if if I did it without trying it first and this was my experience with it, I wouldn't be unhappy, but I don't think I would finish the 12 beers before they went bad cuz I don't think I'd want to drink multiple bush apples in a row, but every once in a while I'd be like, "Hey, you know what would be kind of fun having that bush apple." And then I get to a point where it's like, "I think this bush apple's gone bad." Mm, mm. Uh, so you wouldn't get a whole bushel of bush apple? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that, well, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. Uh, was well, I miss um, a lot, but <laughs> appreciate th- that's, it. This is so. This gets your stamp of approval, like because they have this at my beer store. Like I never Chris, go down. I like, think the mass you would, market. I beer think you aisle. would, like, you would should, love it. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I only spent eighty dollars at the beer store today. Why don't I go back and spend more? Hey, Probably it's less than a dollar per beer. Uh, I'll check it out. Why not? And um, I imagine I, I was on the verge of buying that shipyard pumpkin <laughs> hard seltzer. So you know, why not? Well, what did, what was the verdict on that? No good. What? Because I didn't. I oh, I didn't grab it. it. I'll pick it. I'll pick it up another time. I. I literally had a cart full of beers, like, for the stuff that I was buying for myself, the beers for my oh, mom, yeah. you know, just, like, other beers to have for, like, if we wind up doing another beer on the show, because I picked up two other four-packs, you know. Yeah. yeah you, it's expensive. You had enough beer in the cart where somebody's going to ask you as you're checking out, oh, big party coming up? And then you have to go, no, just me. <laughs> and you feel slightly embarrassed by it. And then they ring it all up, and they're like, 
wow, you spend a lot of money on yourself. And I'm like, I'm worth it. I I just gave blood, s- darn it. <laughs> so my, uh, my beer store, Total Wine, they have like a rewards club where, you know, you put in your phone number, you get okay. points, the points turn into like coupons. And now <laughs> it's one of those moments when I was up there, I was like, hold on, let me see if I have a coupon. So I'm like yeah. searching through my email box. I'm like, nope, never mind. No shirt bucks. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But hey, you know what? So far, uh, it was worth it. I had one of the other beers while I was doing my my meal prep for the day. I'm, I might crack one of those open at the end of the show just for that closeout beer because, you know, that happens sometimes. Um, so, Chris, I did a quick little research about Sun Lab. Um, so they're quote unquote based out of Miami, Florida, but they're actually a gypsy brewery. So when it says that it was brewed at Westbrook, they actually went to Westbrook, they, they go there, brewed okay. it, and then brought the beer back with them. So they cool. traveled okay. to different breweries to, to do that. Um, they are going to have a brick and mortar coming soon. Um, but right now, they're just a gypsy brewery going different places to contract brew. Um, the two guys are veterans of the beer industry. The One of the owners actually worked for Captain Lawrence for the last nine years. Mm. And um, so he probably has lots of connections where they can go and brew a batch or a couple batches at a place and then bring it and sell it where they need to sell it. So, uh, thank, thank you for that information. Uh, no problem. Like, before we step away from the beer talk, it's always, because I had never heard of them before, but I saw, you know, a decent amount of things on the shelf at, at the store. So I was like, you know what? It's something new, something different. Let me check. So I grabbed uh, two IPAs and then two Berliners. Uh, right off the bat, like, I'm I am happy with my purchases. I, I'll wait and see what happens, because if I really wind up liking them, they might not make it up to Buffalo for my mom. It might just, <laughs> might just be for me. Yeah, I can always get, I got another week before her birthday. I can send it out whenever. Is the other one lucid reality? Uh, fade, I do not. Fade recall. into motionless. I'm just reading their beers now. Slow mm. touch. Don't rush. That's as good as you reading uh, the Tom Hanks movie titles. <laughs> what was that? Was that a secret dramatic reading that we just got? Um, I don't know. I it was one of those moments where I was just like looking at the beer on the shelf and like looking at what they were. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Oh, that one sounds good. Uh, I do not remember the names of anything. <laughs> but you know who I do know the names of. That's in the news. Some are we going to, out to the news, Captain guys? Are we going to the cat? We're going to go. Are we going to the cast? Pick some. Are we going to the casting, casting patch? Yeah, the casting patch. Yeah, because uh, we just had the announcement the other day of the cast and crew from Netflix's live-action adaptation of Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, something that Paul loved before any of us did. And I think Paul was kind of in like that first-generation Avatar The Last Airbender watcher, because yes. <laughs> Paul would skip school to watch this. And when I say skip school, college... college. He was going to college courses at Buff State. Uh, All I'm saying is, and it's their PowerPoint presentations were available online, so I could just watch it after I watched Avatar. It was fine. I missed nothing. Go ahead. Uh, it's just crazy how this Nickelodeon cartoon 
has kind of grown and really had an explosion of popularity even after Legend of Korra came out years ago. Like, people are still discovering and pledging their undying love to this show that is absolutely deserving of it. Like, no issues with that. Um, we did have a live-action movie that came out in, what was it, 2011? That was not good uh, from M. Night Shyamalan. And now we are getting a Netflix live-action adaptation of it. Uh, the last time we actually had talked about this was a few months ago when it was announced that the two creators of Avatar The Last Airbender, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitsko, uh, had actually walked off the show. Um, this was before, or maybe this is what actually led to them creating Avatar Studios, yep. where yep. they're going to be doing everything in-house on their own so they can have complete control. Because it reached a point with Netflix where they just felt like they didn't have any say anymore. Flash forward to now, um, where we're getting Albert Kim, who was uh, the producer on Sleepy Hollow and Nikita, uh, who's going to be the showrunner. Dan Lin from The Lego Movie and Aladdin, who will be executive producer. Lindsay Libator from Walker. I don't know what that is. Uh, Texas Ranger, baby! I wish. Love that. <laughs> that means Chuck Norris and Gene's no, I think it's, folks it's, in the face. It's the remake, right? With uh, the guy from um, the two brothers who fight demons and ghosts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there really another one? From, you mean I Dean from, uh, from Gilmore Supernatural. Girls. No, Dean's his brother in but, Supernatural. I, I, I I, I've never watched Supernatural. That's kind of like the black hole in my, my nerddom. I just I never I've watched it. I tried yeah. watching it a couple times, like near Halloween, like starting it up, and then I just don't get into it. It's good. I think I watched eight seasons of it because it was all on Netflix, so I binged a lot of yeah. it. And then I would get to a point where I was like, I've just watched too much of it. And then I'd go back and continue watching a couple seasons here or there. Hmm. It's uh, it's really it's really good, but I think it goes too long. Unlike Anyways. Reaper. <laughs> oh, I, 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 lo- I loved Reaper. Uh, but That show couldn't get a second season, but Supernatural gets no, like 12. Get a, I, it got a second season. I don't think it got a third. Oh, okay. That's what they were going for with it. Anyways, uh, Avatar Last Airbender. So this production already kind of has a cloud hanging over its head with Martino and Kitsesco leaving. Uh, but Albert Kim has come out and said, like, he's a big fan of of the property and what he's striving for is authenticity. Like he wants to bring it to life in like the truest form possible. Uh, and we had our gang get cast. Um, I do not know any of these actors from what they have been in previously. Um, but Gordon Cormier will be playing Ang. Kiwan Tio will be playing Katara. Ian Ousley is going to be playing Sokka. And Dallas Liu will be playing Zuko. And the article that I read about this on comicbookmovie.com has pictures, like the headshots, of the actors next to who they're going to be playing, like Aang, Sokka, Katara, Zuko. And all of all these kids look just like the characters that they're playing. So right off the bat, like I have to say, this is kind of restoring a little bit of faith 
and removing a little bit of the worry. Cause even like the kid that plays soccer is like, you shave the sides of his head and it's like, Oh yeah, give that kid a boomerang. Like he's, he's got it. Mm. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. After they, uh, after the two creators walked out, I was kind of done. I like, okay, it's not, not going to be for me. Cause I was so burned by that M. Night Shyamalan movie, man. Now, what if Chris and I watched it and we said it was good? Now, would you just be like, I heard good things, I don't need to see it? Or would you be like, okay, I'll sit down and watch it? I might. I'll probably sit down and watch it if you guys are really say it's that good. But if you guys, if you're like, "Eh, it's okay. No, it's good for what it is. You know, it's okay. Because you guys were trying to defend that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, No, John, was it? My defense of it was, it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. It's not a good it's movie, good. but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I've seen far worse movies, and that one is something that's it's forgettable and not good, but, like, I didn't actively hate it. Yeah, you actively hated it. Yes. It, it, it crushed a piece of your soul. Yes. Yes, it did. It really hurt to sit there and be told... In a movie, told the story of Avatar: The Last Air, Air, Airbender instead of actually showing. It's really well, bad. It's it's hard with adaptations, but sometimes it looks like they might be getting the adaptation right. Uh, we just had a teaser trailer released for Why the Last Man, uh, coming out on FX and Hulu. It's like a forty-second teaser. It's a little bit more look into. The world of Why the Last Man. Uh, it, but it mostly focuses on 350, and I'm okay with it. Uh, I do not remember the names of anyone in the show because this seems just kind of like an albatross hanging over the head of any mm-hmm. production that's come out. Uh, but it seems like we're actually going to wind up getting this finally. Yeah, September 13th. Uh, because they, yeah, September 13th. So this is real. This is going to be happening. Um, I. I don't have names. I'm it's trying right. to pull them up right now. Uh, ben Schnetzer playing Yorick Brown. Ashley Romans as Agent 355. Uh, Ashley Romans is nailing it. Like, everything that's coming out of this trailer it, with her as 350, it's... Yeah, I get it. Not 100% on Yorick yet, yeah. but I'm really looking forward to this. It's, uh... Yeah, with the Yorick in that trailer, he wasn't instantly likable and i thought yeah and that i kind of needed an instant likability from that guy though he said it's only a 40 second trailer and he delivers like two lines but they i feel like they have the voice of yorick like again in those like brief lines like i i get that he's yorick i can understand it but it hasn't sold it to me yet and the other thing too is something like this that is beloved to you guys if this is you know up there is one of your favorite series at the time and paul named his his dog after uh the the monkey in it like i can see where you read it and you have a particular voice in your head for that character and then they see an actor come in and do it you're like i can see where you'd be like I don't know if that's my Yorick yet. You know, mm-hmm. it might take you watching it, and it might be that thing of, this isn't this isn't my Yorick. Yeah. Know? So I'll wait until Chris watches it, 
<laughs> tells me if because we know John good. won't. John read the comic but didn't keep up on it, even though Paul and I were like, "No, it's great you And He's like, Meh. "We reviewed the first trade Meh. like twice, I think." <laughs> we made, I think I think we forced him into we it. We made yeah. him uh, read the trade, the first trade. Then we forced him to reread the trade so we could review it. Yes, uh, well, something my wife loves the series, so we probably will watch. Um, I'll probably Sa- watch the first episode. It's you okay to it's okay yeah, to not okay. like something. It's okay. You don't like Saga. I love Saga. You know. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand both of you on this because, <laughs> like, this is the chocolate and peanut butter. Like, listen, I just I just want this show to be made and done so Brian K. Vaughn can get back to writing Saga. <laughs> well, John, there's something else that I know you love. Is it? Moon Knight? It is Moon Knight. And we had some supposed leaks uh, of both concept art and actual footage. Uh, the footage isn't actual moving, but it is like a screenshot capture of it, of what's supposed to be the Oscar Isaacs live-action Moon Knight costume from the upcoming Disney Plus show. They are still available Online, and I feel like if this was something that had leaked, possibly they would have been brought down already. But when you look at them, yeah, that looks like Moon Knight. And it does seem like there's like a scrap had happened in like a public bathroom behind him at some point. It looks legit. But I don't know. But I want it to be because it looks really good. And it looks legit. Again, legit like Moon Knight. Yeah, um, it it looks very his it looks very kind of Egyptian esque. Uh, I know there was some people who were complaining about it online because it wasn't white enough. Um, but it was like uh, not a complaint you want to make online. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> internet's white enough. Everybody, come on. But I think it. I think it looks fine for the character. I don't think it needs to be bright white. It's also a still. It could be something that they, they, could, do, up in they could punch up in post, but I think it, it also, works. It's fine. Just with filming stuff, like you can't have anything be super bright white. Yeah. It just, it, it's not going to work on camera. <laughs> it's too reflective. And like, especially when you have light shining on stuff from lighting so it can be captured on camera. There's probably a shit ton of green screen stuff on this, so if it's super bright white, it's going to be catching the reflection of that, and it's going to be throwing off like the color for color correction. It it looks like Moon Knight. Like I don't know what yeah what you can complain about. Uh, yeah i i don't I don't know either. Uh, one other thing of Marvel news uh, that I have, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, I think it was Scott Burke who was the head stunt choreographer for Iron Fist. Uh, I did see this, yes. did come out to say that um, somebody involved in the production uh, refused to train in martial arts, uh, refused to work on a lot of choreography, and the show suffered for that. But uh, he will come out to say that Jessica Winnick, who played Colleen Chang, or uh, Colleen uh, Wing, mm-hmm. um 
she was like every day four hours of training. And if you notice, they focus a lot more on her during all the fight choreography or in, and fighting in the show. And she's a character that really shined out of that. Yeah, she was like the best part of uh, the Iron Fist show. And I really wanted more overcoming out of it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm blanking Finn on the guy that played. Jones. Yes. Uh, you definitely get the feel that they cast him to play Danny Rand, but not so much Iron Fist. Um, which is surprising that Marvel kind of let this happen. And this, again, was probably more on the Netflix side of things. Maybe they were just happy to get a name in the show. And as part of his terms, like he didn't really have to do anything besides like show up and look like a rich white dude. Uh, yeah, show up and look like a rich white dude when the show's all about you being a kung fu master. A- yeah. And then when you watch the Defenders and you're like, oh, my God, the Daredevil fight scenes are so great. And then it pans over and it's like the Iron Fist, like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like not even coming close to hitting someone and them going like, oh, ow, ooh, ooh. Uh, and then it goes back to Daredevil, and you're like, oh, my God, that's so brutal. That's such a great fight scene. Like, yeah, that it's it was the biggest one of the biggest disappointments. Anything attached to the modern Marvel movies, I think, has really let me down for what that character should come close to versus what we got. Mm. Uh, yeah, I Bob Odenkirk, it, a 50 year old comedian <laughs> trained for two years. <laughs> He also just had a heart attack, though, so... (laughs) Yeah. But he also trained for two years Uh, to do that, to do Mr. Nobody, and was phenomenal in it, and all of his action stuff was was awesome. It was was great. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but... I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm thinking he probably would have had that heart attack anyways. Like you said, he's getting up there. But nobody probably saved his life because he did get in much better shape for it, <laughs> which is like crazy to like to think that because yeah, sketch comedy guy like yeah, you don't known for screaming and yelling, <laughs> uh, Ask, asking for quarters mostly. Um, <laughs> uh, the only other thing I have for news. Uh, we actually just got our trailer for the Disney Plus Star Wars Visions. Uh, this is going to be coming out September 22nd. Confirmed to be nine episodes. Each episode handled by like a different anime director and or studio. Uh, this looks really good. Coming out of last week, we had the debut of What If from Marvel Studios. We've had some other Lucasfilm animated stuff before, but it's now all kind of in that Clone Wars Rebels style. Like, Bad Batch just looks like what it's supposed to look like. I can't say anything more than that. You had Forces of Destiny. But, see, Forces of Destiny was, like, short, like, two-minute things that they could show in between commercials to get people to buy dolls. Right. Okay. There was, uh, wasn't there another thing that was kind of like in that same vein? But maybe. Uh, it, it was, was. Droids or something? Droid Tales? 
Or is that Lego? Droid Daryl side. I, I feel like that's more Lego. I think you're thinking about the other Star Wars anime thing that they had. It was like Galaxies of Adventure or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe that's... But I, I can even those were like just kind of like really quick like two minute like introductions to the characters, just kind of in a fun, inventive way, and those looked awesome. Like I have nothing against those, but there was one set on, but two. There was, uh, but the trailer for this, I'm really digging the like the artistic choices that they made. There's a black and white oh, one yeah, the black and white that one they showcase so multiple times. I don't know which episode that's going to be because they did release the titles for all nine episodes. And it's kind of hard to tell what's going to be what. That one just looks phenomenal. Like, that's going to be the kind of like end of the year, holy shit, can we talk about this episode of Visions again, I think. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that. I'm watching it. I have it playing right now on my phone while we're talking. And... They all look great. Like, they all look like, oh, yeah, no, like, oh, that reminds me of, like, the animation in Spirited Away. Like, that reminds me of Vampire Hunter D. Like, that reminds me of this anime that I used to watch when I, when I was a teenager, which is 30 years ago. Like, there's so many of those little bits that I'm like, oh, that kind of feels like, like, watching that anime style makes me feel like going home again, like, yeah. with the thing that makes me feel like going home then solidifies my love since I was a little kid, like star Wars and then cartoons and anime. Like, yeah, it just looks, it looks great. And just kind of like circling back. I feel like this and what if are both Lucasfilm and Marvel stepping out of their sandboxes and just being like, Hey, let's try something completely different. Because Marvel could do something, or not Marvel, Lucasfilm can do something like The Bad Batch and have it work because it's tried and true. Like, I love Clone Wars. I love Rebels. They're not breaking the mold on that. But this is something special. Like, I watched the first episode of Bad Batch. I think it was like an hour-long special. I dug it. I have not gone back to watch any more of it, though, because I'm like... Oh, yeah, it's cool. I'll watch it eventually. Like, I'm going to sit down, I'll binge it, and it is what it is. Visions is going to be something that when those episodes start coming out on the 22nd, I'm going to have to sit there. This is going to be that appointment TV viewing, kind of like What If, where I have to watch those episodes as they're coming out. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with your sentiments about the Bad Batch. I did the same thing. I watched the first one. I've talked to people about the other episodes, but I haven't gone to watch them. It is that, oh, I'll get around to it. I'll check them out here or there. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to sitting and watching Bad Batch. But I am really looking forward to Star Wars Visions. And I started, um, just the way this week has been, I started uh, What If?, I enjoyed what I saw. I just have not had a chance to go back to finish it. New episode comes out tomorrow. What if? Yeah. No, Visionaries is probably going to be something I check out and might fall a week or two behind and then, like, catch up. And then if it hooks me, it hooks me. Like, I still haven't watched What If. And I think we're making the comparison, like, you know, 
shows to be excited about. So, uh, de- definitely finish it. Paul will definitely get into it because it, it's extremely well done. Like that first episode made me want more Peggy Carter. And uh, with uh, stepping out of the old news garden, it's always good to have a brewski in your hand. And uh, I'm drinking from Schilling's Beer Company out of Littleton, New Hampshire. They're Alexander, the Czech-style Pilsner. And uh, this beer is delicious. Um, For a Pilsner, you're not always expecting this big body to it and it has this really big malt body with a crispness it's very refreshing um paul i had this when we were um having the pool party at greg's house like it was a perfect hot weather beer it's perfect for being a uh troll in the basement talking about comic books and beer uh it's a (laughs) lovely uh lovely uh drink i i like it a lot I think on um, Beer Advocate, it's like rated the number 11th Czech Pilsner out of all Czech Pilsners uh, in the world. Um, so uh, I can see that. I can see this being a very highly rated beer. Sounds nice. Sounds sounds perfect for disc golfing. Yeah, uh, I would say so. It's just got cut into all uh, the Wegmans out here, Paul, so... Nice. I'll have to take a look for it because yeah. uh, and when I went disc golfing with people, uh, I was carrying the oh, cooler bag. It looks like that, Paul. Oh. Ooh, I'll have to look for it because mm. I would probably just miss it and be like, hey, that actually looks fun. Uh, Chris. And oh. I was going to say, so I actually ended up because I brought two hearted. So, and the one guy really liked two hearted. So he gave me a new wave. And then the other guy, he, he brought, like, beer that was a little too heavy for him. So he's like, oh, take it, take it. So I took a beer. But I still have those in my bag. And I was going to drink those tonight. My disc golfing beers for the show. But I gave blood instead. So what can you do? Sounds like you missed out. I did miss out. I missed out on that, Alexander. I'm missing out on what you're drinking, Chris. So uh, pinch me a word picture. Uh, the second one from Sun Lab. Also sitting at 7% ABV. This is Don't Rush, which I think is one of the ones that you listed <laughs> off, John, when you were going through, like, looking at everything. Uh, this is another hazy IPA with Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. Um, so a different hop profile. This one does not have the blood orange on it. And this is definitely a lot more crushable. Uh, I gave Yanni just, like, a taste of it, just a little bit in a glass. But I can see myself downing this one. Like, probably before we finish the list. Uh, this is super crushable. Like, again, Sunlab, like, you're, you're nailing it. Like, well, don't, I mean, don't rush to finish it. Uh, but Chris, do you get, uh, notes of dank tropical fruits and berries on the finish? Um, so there is a little bit of a tropical fruit. Like, it's, I don't want to say like mango because it's not that kind of like mealy sweetness to it, but it's, it's definitely got a tropical pop to it, and there's a nice little bitter on it. It's just that that tiny little bitter that makes you want to go go back into taking another sip from that hop. Mmm, I'm I'm 
I'm actually really digging it. Nice. I don't know. Uh, sounds good. I'm I'm glad you found this brewery it's... and you. Uh... No, and you that's like because again, I I had not I had not heard of them. Uh, so I was a little bit hesitant, especially because I picked up not just four beers because I picked up two of each to send out to my mom. Like, you know, so there's a little bit of an investment going to this. Like there always is when we pick up beer for the show, especially if it's something we haven't had before from an unknown brewery. Like I feel like the last time I bought a bunch of beers from a brewery that I hadn't had before, I was let down by all of them. I can't even remember what brewery it was. And it was literally like when I looked them up, I'm like, oh, this brewery's closed now. So they probably got everything like super cheap from the distributor. Um, but yeah, Sunlab, I'm based off of your IPAs, I'm very much looking forward to the two Berliners I have over in the in the fridge right now. Nice. And uh pa- And you know what else I have on my mm. Oh sorry. Oh, I was just I, I were you I was gonna segue. I, Did you have That's something? what I was gonna segue too. I was gonna oh. So Paul, you you vote on what the best segue is. Ooh, Should okay. Go first. Okay, wow. We're getting into the voting early. This is good. Paul, you didn't get to have a drink this time, but why don't you tell us what you're looking forward to coming out August 25th, 2021? Mm, pretty good. Pretty strong. Chris, what was your segue? So, also, not in my fridge, but on my fridge, I have a shopping list. And Paul, I want to know what's on your list for the comic books coming out August twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. You know what? It, it was basically he's, a tie. He's, he's gonna he's gonna jerk off on it and be like, "Yeah, they're both good." <laughs> no, they were both really good. They 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 would have been a tie, but John they went. They both 20- would have been organic. They both they both had that flow. Yeah, but John did the twenty twenty one. Threw the date in there. What? Yeah. I had the day too. I just don't do it how John says yeah. it because that's his thing. <laughs> right. So I, I my yeah. biggest crime is not being John. Wow. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's tough. Because we're so that's much alike. But aside from you know me being short and stout and you being tall and skinny, <laughs> you know what John's biggest crime is? Not being Christopher Roy. So you know it's. I thought it was that time I murdered that guy, but yeah, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> just wanted to see what felt like to run someone over in a golf cart. <laughs> so Wonder Woman, but... uh, black and gold <laughs> number three, because I'm a king of segways. See that one? Organic as hell. <laughs> just yelp over at the top of everybody. Uh, this is black and gold. This Yeah, it's number three, but guess what? It's an anthology series. I enjoyed uh, some of the stories out of the first one. Uh, it's a very light week for me. This is probably the only comic book I'm going to pick up. So why not spend uh, money as if you, I'm buying three comic books with a cover price of five ninety nine on just one book. So Yeah, I really enjoyed the volume that we read for the monthly look back like two months ago. Um, I'm glad you're picking this up, Paul, because Wonder Woman's one of those characters that I always like and appreciate, but I don't normally gravitate towards. Um, so I always like having something to read. Hmm. John, 
What are you looking forward to? Uh, so there weren't any books this month or this week that um, uh, that really caught my attention. So I'm going to the old wish list. And uh, what about Darkhawk number one? <laughs> what? What about Darkhawk number one? Sorry, I just ate a cookie. So <laughs> uh, it looked like a Chips Ahoy. No, I, it could be uh, Mrs. Fields. Oh. Is one of their minis. I said the cover looked cool. And I knew that you wanted this book because I saw it on our shared books for uh, August look back. So I knew you were going to pick this. So behind the scenes stuff. So when we started our call, like one of the very first things that John said was like, ah, Darkhawk number one. And I was like, okay, that's his book for the list. And he's like, I'm going to go to my wish list. Chris, no. What happened was is Chris goes, oh, uh, what book, uh, what book am I going to take? And I said, Blackhawk number one. And you're like, oh, you're going to take that? And I was like, no, you were, because you picked it for the list. Uh, but the book I am looking forward to is coming out from Dark Horse Comics. This is Hellboy and the BPRD, The Secrets of Chesabro House number one. This is Hellboy working with a psychic to clear a haunted mansion for an auction. It's going to be crazy fun, don't you think? Um... The art by, uh, what is it, Sean uh, McManus. Um, Ooh, I like Sean McManus. I haven't seen anything from him yeah, in a while. Ooh, the cover. Tell me more. The, the cover and the looking at the cover, who he also does the cover, I said, like, this art with a haunted mansion, yeah, I think it's going to look great. Um, it's written by... Uh, Christopher Golden and Mike Manola. And I I love dipping my toe back into the Hellboy world ever so often. Uh, because I enjoy the Magnola verse Magnola verse horror. I always find it interesting. It always has something to something deeper than just uh I'm a guy who likes weird stuff. He bases a lot of stuff on legend he is interested in these things so it's not just some mm-hmm. guy making up shit it usually has something tied into legend or myth yes yeah, some basis for reality some some grounding element something that's just not you know a person with a tv for a head looking at you saga <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. good. I know. I'm the last. Well, Everything the last, you love about White I'm Last, the last man's man there on in Earth, and I, I carry around a monkey, and all the ladies want to get me. Boo, boo, boo! I'm a boo. I'm the greatest thing ever. John, it's. Everything you love about sagas and what, guys? Why can't we come together on this? I don't know. You got to pick Darkhawk, Chris, so we can all come together and oh, hate on. Darkhawk. I am not picking Darkhawk because I thought John was picking that. I'm gonna hold up my notes for you because yeah. I wrote down Darkhawk for John and then crossed it out. Uh, my book is actually going to be another anthology, much like Paul's, and this is from the Marvel Voices line. This is Identity Number One. And this is going to be focusing on the Asian and kind of like South Pacific superheroes in the Marvel Universe. I do not have a list of creators on it because I was opening up Hellboy in the BPRD Chessborough House because John caught my attention with the Sean McManus art. 
I'm just hoping that they're going to hang out with their cool real estate agent at that one. Be like, hey, I need to get this up for auction. Let's go. And then with the voices, I I was letting you burp, Chris. I was trying to fill the gap. It's You ate that cookie too quick. I did did finish that Sunlamp. Really enjoyed it. Um, But again, this is an anthology book. uh, And we're going to be getting stories... From Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel, Jubilee, Silk, Agent Jimmy Woo, uh, everyone's standout character from the Ant-Man movies as well as WandaVision. Uh, writers on this, we have Greg Pak, Jean Lun Yang, Maureen Gu, Jam uh, Ken Nomura, Christina Strain, uh, art from Marcus Toe, Wells Bertracho, Lin Yoshi, Alti Firamashia, uh, Jason Liu, Okay, it's an anthology book. You're getting a bunch of different creators on this. Um, I'm picking this one up, and I know I've picked other Marvel voices for my pick for the list, but then I didn't actually grab them. Because I like the idea of the book, but nothing's actually grabbed me about it. This one, there's actually characters that I really enjoy in this, namely Jubilee and Silk. And then I never actually read anything with jimmy woo in it i don't think but he's such a great character in ant-man like you want him to be your best friend much like he wants to be scott's best friend um i don't know i'm definitely gonna be grabbing this one because you give me some jubilee and some silk like yeah i'm gonna be there and now the bagden boardcast proudly present a dramatic reading from avatar the last airbender the promise Part 1, page 8, panel 2. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. And that was a dramatic reading from Avatar, The Last Airbender. The Promise, Part 1, page 8, panel 2. Uh, Promise is a really good book. I think we actually talked about it on the podcast. I don't know if we did Promise or think, we did a the anthology one because I have three books from uh, from the Last Airbender from Dark Horse Comics, so I'm not sure. Uh, we we've read Avatar on the show, so hey, go back into the back catalog, check that out, check out that panel over our Instagram page. All of our dramatic readings are always going to be put up over there. Uh, I need to. To go get my next beer. I need so to see someone else head us into the next part of the show. I need to buy part two and see if there's a part three of uh, and there is of the promise. Wow, I'm behind. I got to add those to my cart. Mm, those might be right. good books if we haven't read them for the podcast to read in a trade and policy. Or Paul, yeah, yeah. Look forward to uh, <laughs> that coming soon to a trade and policy near you. Because uh, that's the one thing that annoyed Kate is like. From at the end of the series, she's like, he he's going to find out what happened to his mom, right? Like, why didn't they tell us what happened to his mom? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And then years later, the comic book came out, and years later, I've ha- owned it and have not read it. So there we go. And maybe if I start reading the first book again, I'd be like, oh yeah, we did read this for the show. But yeah, I know I haven't read part two or part three. I think we read like an anthology book, didn't we? I know we read... Yeah, the Untold Legends or Untold Stories. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like the one of the only ones we've read for, read for it, but... 
Uh, as Chris said at the top of the show, for our main topic, we're doing a tilt, a team building. We used to do this a lot, especially when like a new X Men team was coming around, or a new Justice League team, or this or that. Mm-hmm. And it was something fun to do. We haven't done it in years, mainly because we've hyper-focused on a couple of our categories, which doing the monthly look back, doing a trade and policy, those are two things that pretty much take up two two episodes uh, out of a four-week episode month. Like, so, <laughs> so we kind of wrote it. And then great movie marvel movie retrospective like another one that just like oh yeah let's we'll just keep rotating through those and normally we only do like 42 episodes during a year so when we're actually on it and we're doing it once a week we're like oh there's actually more weeks in a month than just the like three weeks that we're scheduled for we got to come up with another segment so uh but chris and i had both seen suicide squad both had a lot of fun with it and it was just one of those things that it was just like, hey, let's do uh, Suicide Squad. And I think it was pitched like the other guys come up with uh, why the team is being brought together. And I was like, well, that, I don't know. I think it makes more sense for you to come up with that. And then Paul was mm-hmm. like, but we get to kill a member of your team. Well, one Because it's a Suicide Squad. One each, we get to kill him. So yeah. I think that's kind of where I had fun with having uh having a member that is like a little bit higher that wouldn't be the guy that dies but then having those cannon fodder characters that's like mm-hmm. oh yeah this guy could die and also thinking of like you wouldn't have Sinestro he wouldn't be in a prison where Amanda Waller would one have him imprisoned <laughs> and two she wouldn't give him his ring back if you took a ring away from him so it was kind of thinking of that. So, um, do we want to do a round robin where we each name a member of our team? Or do you just want, like, one of us go, this is a situation that's happened, this is my mm-hmm. team, and then you guys just blast blast two of them out of the water? Yeah, let's, uh, let's just, hey, let's all do our scenario. Let's do round robin for our scenario. So that way we can kind of like actually have time to ruminate and then we'll go and we'll just start, you know, start back at the beginning and say the team and then we can start killing them. So who's ready with their scenario? What is, what, why is Amanda Waller bringing this team together? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, so mine is Gotham has finally fallen. It's one of those things, the villains have all teamed up, racial ghouls come through, Gotham has fallen, the Bat family is gone, but somebody needs to come in and take care of these these villains that have taken over the city. Ooh, so it's a long mission. And I don't know, it's like two or three main villains running it, and then some generals or captains who are controlling certain areas, but it's like... Uh, what was it? No Man's Land when the bridges are all out and Gotham's mm-hmm. taken over. It's kind of like that. Sending in a War. sending in a group to take those characters, those you know, those characters out and uh, taking the city back. Because the Bat nice. Family's done, nice. and for some reason, no other superheroes are ready to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the other superheroes are like, "Well, if Bat's going to handle it. I ain't going to even mess with it." 
They're like, I don't know where Gotham City is. I've never seen it on the map. I don't know what you're talking about. It's in Chicago, right? Right, right. Or is it Manhattan? Or is it Manhattan? But Atlantic City? I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have your... Uh... Uh, yes, so for mine, mine's also taking place in Gotham. Ooh. Uh, so you kind of threw me off there. But for mine, I actually have Professor Pig mm. has stolen the helmet of Naboo from the Gotham Museum of History. Mm. So Amanda Waller is putting together a crack team of villains to go get that helmet back. So mine is kind of like Chris's, but it's not about getting a helmet back. It's actually getting uh, so an important American dignitary out uh, from a extraction from a jungle, uh, a dense jungle country uh, that's it, that's going to be about to be hit by a hurricane. Like there's going to be plenty of cover with this hurricane. We couldn't get the. It's an extraction. You know, maybe an assassination of the, you know, the current president, and they want to set up, Amanda wants to set up a puppet government. So, you know, we want to get our guy out and make sure the hurricane takes care of the people we don't want to be running the country. You know, an imaginary country. That's, you know, because I don't know the uh, to- uh, topographics of uh, the countries that are in the way of a hurricane uh, in the real world, but I think it would be fun to have a you know yeah, a jungle-themed hurricane. Uh, and I want to hear about your team, Paul. Go, let's go right into your team, because I, I, I like All your right. I, I'm... You got a lot going on there, and I like it. Let's see. I want to I see your players. Well, since, you know, they're going into a dense jungle, I had to pick a good villain to take care of uh, the plant life there. And what better villain than Poison Ivy? But Poison Ivy is too damn good, so Amanda Waller can't get okay. <laughs> Did you also start writing down Poison Ivy? Uh, well, yeah, I was starting to write stuff down so I can like keep track of stuff. <laughs> so so we get the extra-dimensional creature known as Horonic Man. The guy that is basically living uh, kind of like Swamp Thing, but he's from another dimension, but he's not Swamp Thing, and he has some control. Mm. And you know that this will call, you'll need a lot of reconnaissance, a lot of eyes in the skies. And who's better than controlling eyes in the skies down in the jungle than Queen Bee? That's right, she has the powers over bees. Uh, she led a uh, hive for a while, I think. Uh, so that's going to be our eyes in the skies person that's uh leading the you know coordinating things and of course the hurricane's going on and you want to make sure your team isn't baffled by that so you bring in a wizard to correct to, to uh make sure your your team isn't affected by the weather that's right none other than the weather wizard now who who can actually you know suss out the dignitaries and the higher ups who has that kind of level of class and sophistication that could get you into uh, the high high societies without being uh, being thrown off or tagged? Well, that no one other than the high gambler herself, Roulette, Roulette, and she's she's good at uh, 
making deals with villains, you know, dealing with the interest 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 I haven't drank and I can't say <laughs> words. Remember when we tried to say compart- uh, compartmentalize? Uh, <laughs> yep. I couldn't say <laughs> it that. It took either. us 10 minutes but to get you know close what I'm enough saying. to say that word. But she's she would be able to uh, ruffle unruffle any feathers and get this team to keep working together. And of course there has to be a mastermind. Somebody that's really good that's that's kind of the brains and also the bronze for this team. Somebody that I think was would be well suited in this uh, jungle terrain, and that is one of my favorite villains of all time, Gorilla Garad. Okay. He's my heavy hitter. So there it is. There's my suicide squad. Okay. Okay. And I think it would just be fun to have Grodd like not taking any gruff from Amanda Waller. <clears throat> well, also, I feel like he would also be able to tell the person who's about to put the bomb in his head not to put the bomb in his head. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what the telepathy. Yeah. There we go. I, I, I'm looking at my team. Do you guys want to stew on who to kill, or do you want to? Uh, I think, I think we should get our teams out there. Okay, okay. Before we get to that point, yeah. All right, because well, then, Chris. like, because then we can all have some time to talk, mm-hmm. uh, talk about next beer, and then go from there. All right, Chris. yeah, Chris, your your Gotham team. Okay. Uh, so my Gotham team, you need that kind of. I don't even want to say B tier villain to kind of lead your team, but you need that kind of like someone that has the stature and like a longevity in the community to carry them through. And coming out of everything that we had from DC's Infinite Crisis, I became something of a Catman fan. (laughs) Right. Uh, right. Again, a no-name villain that, even though I was a comic book fan, coming into like the resurgence of us becoming comical fans leading to the creation of the Bang Broadcast... Uh, Catman became one of my favorite characters. So I feel like him being thrown back into Gotham, uh, for a mission he's really not suited for, but he has had some experience with going up against big, mystical, magical villains with uh, Day of Vengeance. Uh, Catman's going to be my go-to. I was coming into this saying, like, okay, I need a leader. I need a ranged guy. Uh, for me, I need the thorn in the side of Oliver Queen. <laughs> and I'm going to be going with, with Merlin. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Merlin yeah. the Archer. Uh, on my list as well. Is he on your list? Wow. Uh, there's there's something about him that it just... One of these two Merlins are going to die. <laughs> he's a, he's a, well, so... When I was writing everything out originally, I was like, well, if I if Paul picks someone that I picked, he can't be on your team, right? So since I picked Merlin, John can't No, because him. these are totally different stories. Okay. That, right. I didn't know how we were kind of working I think that's that. when we do a round robin. Like, then you can't, like, you have to have those alternates. But we never yeah. discussed that pre-show. So you guys, wait. You guys are telling me that Oronic Man didn't make either of your list? No, he... Uh, Poison Ivy was one of my alternates in case someone picked someone else. Um, but no, Floronic Man did not make my list. Um, someone who is on my list, though, 
because I need to have my big bruiser. And there's nobody that's going to know Gotham better than Bane. He, he knows all the secrets. He knows what's underneath uh, the city streets. And if I hadn't just watched the 2016 Suicide Squad and absolutely disliked it, it probably would have been Killer Croc <laughs> on my list. Because <laughs> I feel like that's... And everything I like about this character really comes from the Batman animated series. I feel like it's a character that just hasn't had his his day in the sun, so to speak. Uh, he could have had it from Suicide Squad, but it just did not happen there. Um, rest in peace, Killer Croc. Because I went with Bane instead. Um, I felt like I needed to have a Flash villain. Mm-hmm. And nobody's better than Captain Boomerang. And Gorilla Croc. Oh. But I'm going Captain Boomerang too, because I'm going with Owen Mercer. Oh, the, uh, the speed? Yeah. His boy has speed? The, the boy's got the speed. He's also a pseudo-rogue. Um, I don't know what his status is in the current DC universe, like continuity or non-tenuity, because mm-hmm. who knows? But I always really enjoyed him in the pages of Outsiders. Uh, he's on my list. He's a character I want to see more of, and I don't know if I ever will, will again. Yeah. Uh, I felt like also my team's a little, a little too masculine, so I need to throw throw some double X chromosomes in there too. Uh, so for my all around kind of ace in the hole, check of all traits. I'm throwing Lady Shiva in there. Ooh. She's a powerhouse. Uh, again, no powers, but she doesn't need them, guys. She's a master of like pretty much any style of martial arts. She's a threat on her own. You put her on a team with other supervillains, it's going to be a bad time for whoever runs into them. I do. like What's, <laughs> what's tough here is you've got like superstars <laughs> on, your, on your list that make it Hard to pick who to kill. We got to kill one. Yeah, of them. I mean they're they're gonna be they're gonna be getting killed off. Like it's <laughs> it's fine. Uh, John versus the Batman Rogues. Yeah. So uh, with my team, Amanda Waller's it's Gotham. You have Batman villains. You need somebody who quote unquote knows Gotham and has no problem at all killing villains. Uh, and I'm I'm bringing Owl Man in. Clown, Clown Hunter. Hunter. What? Uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm bringing in Owl Man. Uh, the Earth like two or yeah, the the six Earth one. The in or the not so justice justice Injustice League. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a comic book with an Owl Man like from the. 80s it was really cool it told his origin story i've always liked it i always was confused about it till i got a little older but i think he could be a cool kind of character um and then his his number two again you're gonna have to be taking out people from afar you're gonna have somebody who needs to move on the rooftops who can think on his own who could strategize 
And that would be uh, Merlin, the the dark archer. Uh, and then, like like Paul said, you know, you need somebody who's going to be able to set up things to watch the streets, to know what's going on in an area. But it's Suicide Squad, so you can't have, like, the calculator running tabs on things. Uh, you're going to get Toy Man, who's going to have toy planes flying through. He's going to have uh, like toys that. walking around the corner, peeking around. Th- wait, you know, peeking around. Testing things out. Uh, and then you're going to have uh, Clock King 2, because it's fun to have the, the, the second what? Clock King. Which which one's Clock King and which one's Clock so King 2? Clock King cause... 2 uh, is more of a kind of a genius, uh, but he can see, like, um, is it like four or ten seconds into the future? So he's a guy that you might want to have, like, uh, running his power going like, hey, what might be behind this door? What might be happening here? Uh, let's have that little bit of tell of what could be happening in the future. And then, <laughs> just because I also have to have a Flash villain on my team. <laughs> it, it makes uh, sense. <laughs> uh, let's go with the turtle. He's oh. he's going to have his uh, force fields up. He's going to be able to make the opponents that this team is going to have to fight move slower. He's got little rockets to move fast himself. He's got some uh, laser guns. He's somebody who can put put off people and uh yeah i think he's somebody who could be like that character that you didn't realize you're gonna love coming out of this team and i'm gonna start off the beer guys because uh i actually cracked one open because you know i'm recording and this room is very very warm uh and they said hey no alcoholic beverages for 24 hours it's been like Four hours, five. <laughs> it's, it's fine. And this is a this is Founders All Day IPA. This is a session ale. It's only four point seven percent alcohol by volume. It's practically a non-alcoholic beer at this point. Uh, no, this is the beer that I talk about all the time on this podcast. It's my high watermark for a low calorie beer. I think it's one hundred and four calories for twelve ounce serving. One twenty five. One twenty five. Right. Um. And, you know, it's 4.7%. Like, I can drink these literally all day and feel pretty good. Um, I picked up a 15-pack because I was having Greg over, and I noticed that Greg started drinking the all-day IPAs as well. So they're kind of, like, in my fridge filling space. And I'm like, you know what? Tonight is a nice day for it. it I'm like, you know, I can't really drink. I'm sweating just sitting in this room talking. So, you know, this is... This is a good time for an all-day, a nice cold all-day. Yeah, it's a classic. I mean, we've it's, talked we've talked about it for years. It's so good. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. And I feel like for how much I drink it and how much I talk about how I like yeah. it, I probably should have it bumped up to, like, a five on my untapped because this is one of my go-tos. Like, it's just – it's great, but – I save my fives for like that kind of holy grail beer. Yeah, it's a niche. It's a niche five. It fills that perfect. It's it's a five beer for that niche. It has a nice clean taste up front, and then hits you with that nice 
bitterness at the end. It's not a juice bomb IPA. It's so if you were like, oh, this isn't a big juicy IPA. This doesn't taste like, it. but it's not supposed to be doing that. You know, it's supposed to just stay in that. It has a small lane, but man, it drives right down the center. Yeah. Uh, I also am drinking something from Pou- Founders I'm so Pog. jealous right now. And this is their Highball Drifter. This is number two out of their Bottle Shop series. And this is a... I'm going to read just read the back of the bottle. There is a new sheriff in town. Meet Highball Drifter, a barrel-aged sipper inspired by our favorite bourbon-based cocktails. The second entry into our Bottle Shop series... Highball Drifter presents aromatics of caramel and vanilla, dried fruit and spices, while hints of cherry and bitter orange peel whisk you away like a tumbling tumbleweed. Call us old-fashioned, but we (laughs) think you're going to love it. Coming in at 11%, bottled right after 4th of July, uh, this beer absolutely delivers a cocktail like the orange is like so bitter present on it it tastes like a beer that is meant to taste like an old-fashioned um it's really delicious it hides that 11 percent insanely like (laughs) you don't get any alcohol on this um i probably drank this way too fast absolutely delicious um i was talking to one of my regulars in the store and he was like i'm on my fourth four pack of this i love it and he goes the other day i actually took some bitters and sprinkled it in there to give it a little more pop to it and i was Mm. like oh wow like i got i got it sitting at home like i'm gonna have it (laughs) i'm gonna have it tonight i'm probably gonna have it tonight and um I'm so glad I did because I know to go back and get more of this. Mm-hmm. And Paul, 100%, you need to get this beer. And if you can't, or if you just want me to show up on Saturday because mm. we're having dinner today, <laughs> I can just bring you a four-pack and you can give me some cash. Oh, I got cash. Right over here. You got those slush funds. Oh, Mr. Mr. Moneybags over yeah. here. Uh, did you steal that from Petty Cash? No, man. Yeah. 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 So, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, My third one from Sun Lab. This one also, again, uh, brewed and canned by Westbrook Brewing Company. So, uh, on their travels around, I'm wondering if they just kind of worked out a bunch of stuff over on that side of things. Uh, But this is my lovely uh, American Sour Ale with strawberry, lychee, and coconut. And you definitely get that coconut on the nose. Like, it's all there. And then the strawberry is more present when you smell it than it is when you sip it. Because when you actually take a sip of this, it's all just like that tart lychee. And then you get that kind of, like, coconut that brings it back down. I don't get a lot of strawberry. It's there, but it's not as present as it is on the nose. Um, but this is fantastic. Like, uh, 5.7% ABV. I, I dig it. Um, Sunlap, like, I, 
I don't think you'll be one of my favorite breweries because it's going to be hard to unseat somewhere like Sideward or Ellipsis in Florida. Even kind of like a go-to like Cigar City. But if I see something else from Sun Lab next time I go to the beer store, I'm going to be grabbing it. Like all three of these offerings have been great. I have a fourth one already waiting for me over on the side here. Yeah, no complaints. Mm. Yeah, they're a brewery that I'm going to keep my my eyes out for, and um, definitely check them out whenever I can. If it is the next time I get down to Florida and we can visit, but ooh, yeah, this one smells amazing. The next one, spoilers, we'll come back to it. Yeah, just go if you got it right there. I, I haven't. It. I I was just taking a sip, uh, not a sip, but like a sniff of it. Um. So this this will be real time, because the other one is Pure Sun. It's also another sour ale uh, with passion fruit, guava, and pineapple, and orange zest. And on the nose, it's a lot of that passion fruit right up there. Uh, 5.7% ABV again. It's really smooth, like... The only thing slowing me down from the other one is that lychee, which gave it that tart. Uh, this is like a vitamin water. I could just drink all this right now. Um, yeah, this one's great. I'm I'm really happy. Wow, good job, Sunlab. Nice. Uh, and uh, we might all soon to be unhappy because. Uh we got to kill some Suicide Squad members. So you guys had and the longest to think about mine. So I think you, you, you guys should go ahead and kill two of mine, right? Or, John, did he have a better idea? I'm sorry, I stepped on you. No, no, no. That's fine. I think what we should do is, like, so we're going to pick yours, Chris, or Paul. Like, Chris can go first on this one. I'll go second. Then when you and Chris pick to kill mine, you go first, Paul. And then when... You and I go to kill Chris's. I'll go first, so then we all have a chance to be the okay. the first killer, the first kill. So, uh, Chris, uh, you got Paul's list there: Roulette, Weather Wizard, Floronic Man, Gorilla Grodd, and Queen Bee. Uh, when you said Roulette, I recognized the name, but I do not remember who it is. She is actually like the the granddaughter of uh, Mister of uh, Mister Terrific in one uh, version of the continuity. She's uh, probably best known as the person that sings, sets up the fighting ring in uh, Justice League Unlimited, the underground fighting oh. ring. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I really like that episode. Uh, yeah. I really have no other gravitation towards this character. So, Paul, she's gone. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, and like someone else who is not someone who I care like to me, Wizard, Weather Wizard and Gorilla Grodd are off. They're off the table. Like they're oh, okay. too big a villain to kill in this. Um, so, but that's then, a, that's the thing, like, because that could be again. If you're speaking in comic book terms, like seeing those characters on the Suicide Squad list, like, yeah, you know, Harley Quinn's 
going to be safe. But, that, you know, if you're reading a comic book and they kill off Gorilla Grodd, like, that, that could be big because you kill heroes all the time. So you don't kill the big villains, though. Yeah, but there to me that like to me to for to to me and this to do it, it they'd never stay dead. So it wouldn't be like uh oh he, oh he's dead, but no, we faked his death because we actually needed him to do something else. You know, like mm-hmm. it would never come out there. Uh but a character who I just always have never really cared about is Queen Bee. Like Oh really? Just so stupid and anybody can just step up and be that character. I should have been um, Queen Bee number two. That's what I should have done. <laughs> well, you can't kill. I mean, she's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, um, what is it? The 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 follicle man or whatever. Uh, that guy oh. dies and come back. He comes back to life all the time. Like he's a plant man. He like it's, <laughs> to kill him would be uh, nothing. We we call that deciduous. <laughs> nice. Uh, so he's yeah, a I'm perennial a- favorite. He's- Why? Ball. Two claps, one episode. Good job. Well, I think luckily my team, you know, even though, you know, as they first land in, in the jungle uh, country, you know, the hurricane is going to be bearing down in a few hours. Roulette tries to step in and, and stop a fight within the team. And the uh, I think uh, Queen Bee just, you know, loses her anger and, and stings Roulette with some poisonous bees. Roulette dies, uh, but Queen Bee killed one of her teammates, and then pop goes the bomb. Uh, I can see that happening. Like as they're first uh, trying to even set up camp, um, and then it's up to Weather Wizard and Foranic Man and Gorilla Grodd to do an uh, do an assassination slash uh, extradition of uh, these people. I could still see that happening. You know, Foranic Man is going to get them through the jungle, no problem. Gorilla Grodd can get through the jungle, no problem. And Weather Wizard just kind of hangs back. Veronica Man just needs to get Gorilla Grodd close enough to start doing the mind control. Starts bringing people out. And, and the, you're going to have Weather Wizard uh, fighting a hurricane yeah, with yeah. a hurricane. He can just yeah. hold that back. He's holding it back, but he's trying to like get the lightning bolts to hit the people they want to get hit. So that's all happening. Yeah. he's He's doing it all. So I, I could I think my team still win gets succeeds at the mission. What well, do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. yeah, they always win, but people are gonna die. Yeah. Okay. You, you concur, Chris? My team will uh, still. Yeah, I think your your team's still gonna be able to do it. Like Weather Wizard, I feel like is the ace in the hole in this because yeah, he's he's a good Flash villain, but in the scope of the DC universe, he's not a great villain. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is his time to shine. When I built the team, I'm like, I want Weather Wizard on my team because I'm like, I I started my team with I need at least one Flash villain, and I'm like, oh Weather Wizard, I want him. So what's going to be the thing? I'm like, oh they're they're racing against time, against a hurricane that's coming in. They're actually using the hurricane as a screen cover to do these you know killings. Perfect Weather Wizard, and then I'm like. Well, I want Gorilla Grodd on my team too. I know. I, I know. I promised myself only one Flash villain. I mean, but, it's really just a game of favorites. But <laughs> Gorilla Grodd, he'd be good in the jungle. Because once I, I'm like, oh, like a hurricane cup battling coming down on like Haiti or some country. Oh, maybe it's really ju- dense jungle that they have to get through. Ooh, 
yeah, Gorilla Grodd, and then I was like, oh, Poison Ivy, and I'm like, she's too good. So, hence Foronic Man. And, uh, hey, he made it, though. He made it, he made it through Queen Bee, didn't it? Roulette didn't. I'm kind of upset about Roulette. Roulette's one of my favorite villains from the DC, you know, in, in uh, just the League Infinity. I thought she was great. All right, so. I had to Google her. I had nothing <laughs> for her. She shows up in the GSA as well, the books back in the day. All right, well, we just want to do. Chris, you had gone second yeah, before, I'm, I'm so. Up next, so. Have at it, guys. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go first on this one, Paul. Um, okay. And then, and then I get go to first kill Chris. on killing my characters. Oh, yep. And, uh, I mean, out of everyone on here, like, the, there's two people I feel like could, are the ones that could die. Hey, you, you kill any of them. It's comic books, baby. Doesn't it's matter. comic books, baby. Uh, but I think, um, the person who you're going to fall in love with and be like, oh, I really like this character. I wish they made more characters with this. Uh, much like Chris, it's going to be Captain Boomerang too. You're going to love him. And right at the end, he's either going to put himself out there to save one of the other teammates. He's going to risk his life to get the – to stop uh, – uh, Professor Pig with Professor the, Pig. the helmet of Naboo. Uh, or he's just going to have that moment where he walks in and Professor Pig's just got some big, burly dudes that are just going to put the total beat down on him, and he's just not fast enough. And, uh, yeah, he's going to go down. It happens. Paul, who who am I losing? Uh, you know what? Out of this list, you know, Merlin's thinking he's being smug, hang, hanging oh, in the he's back. he's so smug. So smug, he doesn't even realize that there's somebody behind him that's gonna just take him out. Just uh, those are the two. Those are the two characters I said I, I in my head was like Merlin and uh, Merlin and Captain Boomerang. Yeah, uh, I was also gonna kill off Captain Boomerang if he didn't, just because you know he has speed, he has the boomerangs. No, you don't get two things, kid. You get one thing. <laughs> Choose one thing. But he throws the boomerangs super fast, like. That was yeah, that was his thing. What my boy's got super speed. Yeah, because he sh- shagged up with a golden glider. Ah, uh, uh, it happens. So uh, we have a mystical mystical threat here: Catman, Bane, Lady Shiva. I don't know. I mean. You didn't have any mystical characters. I, I was not, I I didn't go in like I. I don't know, guys. I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I think. <laughs> I think this is the special that leads into the big threat for like the next big DC Universe crossover event. It's going to be coming to all of your uh, newsstands. Professor Professor Pig gets away with Doctor Fate's helmet. <laughs> Wow, this is this is countdown to Suicide Squad. <laughs> this is the prelude to Infinite Crisis. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's not the best team to have set in for that. <laughs> I don't. Know, I just, I what was like Amanda Waller thinking? She was banking on Captain Boomerang's speed. <laughs> yeah, Professor Pig put down some grease. Oof. 
He just he just broke into the museum to steal some shit. Didn't know what he was in for. John, you're yeah, up, buddy. my team. Uh, yeah. So my team. Uh, if we're going through it one more time, you have Owlman, Merlin, Toy Man, Clock King Two, and Turtle Man. Just the turtle. The turtle. Yeah. yeah. I have I have just the turtle written, mm-hmm. but there's so many bands in there. Oh, I'm sorry. You were saying, and Turtle Man. <laughs> turtle Man. You know, here, oh, can I kill Merlin off twice in a row? Back-to-back <laughs> Merlin killings? Ooh, that would, that, I think it, yeah, that feels too good to pass up. Yep, mm. Merlin. Gone. He's just that villain that's like, no, I'm the hero, but bad. You know? Just never like Marlin because of that. It's like every Marvel villain in the movies. I'll, I'll give you that, but he... But that's why you like him as a villain, too, though. Uh, oh, he's such an asshole. I... I feel like I have to say Clock King 2. Sometimes four seconds just isn't enough time. I almost feel like it's his own team members that kill him. (laughs) Uh, Toyman does it with one of his drones somehow. Uh, Mm -hmm. By accident somehow. Uh, Yeah. Or he picks up up that toy and doesn't realize that it's going to explode in his hands. Uh, uh, because, yeah. because four seconds after he picks it up, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I think the breakout character of this is going to be Turtle. People are going to fall in love with this character. <laughs> They're going to love him. Uh, and then uh, Toy Man and Owl Man. They're gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna be able to take back Gotham. I mean, you basically have a Batman who has no problem breaking mm-hmm. people's necks. I was going to say the rules, but really, it's it's next. He's, <laughs> Bat, he's Batman is a villain uh, who is forced to to do this right, and I think uh, I think they're going to come through. I think they're going to come through uh, just by the skin of their teeth, and maybe because Turtle slowed down somebody just mm-hmm. in a good time. No, I think Merlin dies like at the end. Like it's it's them trying to take down the with like some of the big bad guys and you know and see i think i i would think it's merlin trying to sell them out and it's owl man that kills him mm, okay like he gives him that like what are you what are you doing and just gives him that little push off the top of a building mm-hmm. and just lets him fall i was happy catman survived because you mean like who can kill who can kill catman so Merlin basically was lining up a kill shot on the turtle because the, the he's he's going turncoat and then Owlman just shows up. It's like, uh, no, he, he he's the one who killed he's the one who killed uh, Clockman. <laughs> okay, Clocking. Okay. Uh, I do want to say my my team would be called the Suicide Squad because <laughs> it's a sequel to to the Suicide Squad. Mm. I'm really good at naming naming teams and sequels to movies. As long as they have two in the title. Mm. 
I can make it work. Uh, this is fun. And, uh, behind, behind the scenes, what was it? Like two, three weeks ago, we talked about putting a, doing a team building Mm -hmm. thing before and we just couldn't get it to work. I even forget what it was trying to like put people into a role. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't like try to fit that many, like, D tier characters into something. <laughs> no, it was um, it was a villain bracket or it was a character bracket. Yeah, it was like a team team bracket thing that just uh, yeah, just we just couldn't get it to we we just weren't happy with it and couldn't get it to work. If we wanted to do a team bracket, like it would be like you would have start with the Teen Titans team and like. Some other team. No. And then they would face each other until you come up with, like, the last four standing, and that would be the ultimate team. Like, crossover team or something? No, it was like, oh, this grouping grouping is like the Mystics. This one is like the Bruisers. I mean, it was only a couple weeks ago, Paul. You don't remember? We drink a lot on this show. We do. We do. Even when I say I'm not going to drink anything, I still end up drinking something on the show. But hopefully you enjoy listening to us as much as we enjoy drinking and putting through this show together. And talking, and talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, and if you did, please let us know by rating and reviewing us wherever you listen to this on Apple Podcasts or, you know, even just telling, you know, a friend like, hey, I have a lot of fun listening to these guys. They they banter quite a bit. They drink quite a bit. And then email us that you told a friend about us over at... Bagbroadcast at gmail.com. Yep. Good night, everybody.